0: Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017, that's 994-1017, to get into all the action now. Here
1: is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, a a lot of great things going on. Uh, of course, uh, this is uh, Easter weekend, so it's a little odd that, uh, that NASCAR is running, but we are going to be talking, uh, catching up with Dominic Aragon and talk a little bit about that um, a little bit later. Uh, Albuquerque Dragway, just to let you know, um, is taking the weekend off, um, even though, you know, they the circus could be in town again. Uh, joining us now is uh, RJ Lees with the uh, Unser Racing
2: Museum event calendar. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, David. Thank you so much for having me, as always, but... Fun, full Easter week of events, and it's a beautiful time of year, starting to get warmed up, April, getting all the pretty cars coming out.
1: Well, as we talked about during COVID, this might be a weekend where uh, you could do a little work on your car. So, uh, Yearwood is open today, if you want to head over there and uh, grab some parts. I mean, since 1968, Yearwood Performance has been the home for Go Fast Parts, giving you the edge on the track and the street and all of what to use and how to use it. And if you haven't been there in a while... Uh the inventory is really solid. I mean, you hear all this stuff about uh inventories being down uh and people not being able to get stuff. I I don't know how Jim does it. Uh but uh he he gets it done. But uh special shout out to him um with the fires going on, he's uh, got his property down there in Los Lunas so was uh, getting the flames a little close. So, uh our thoughts and prayers are with him for that. But uh, uh go yearwoodperformance.com to check out all the stuff they got. Uh, But Sandia Speedway uh, getting their season opener going tonight.
2: Sure is, Dave. No, Sandia is going to be tonight, April 16th. They have some amazing stuff planned out. And pretty much it is their season opener with the 360 wing sprints, the x the Street Stocks the Cruisers, and the NMDA, the Flat track Motorcycles. So they have everything planned up where it's going to be at 3.30 is when pretty much everyone's going to line up. So get there a little before that, but racing's going to start at 3.30. As well as that Albuquerque Super Superlap Series, they had a great event going on last week, and round two is going to be the first weekend of May, May 7th.
1: Ah, so a special announcement for those of you that haven't heard. Um, I'm actually going to be announcing the race at Sandia Speedway tonight.
2: Heck yeah! It's
1: been 11 years since <laughs> since I called the race. I hope it's just like riding a bike. Because uh, I am I am a little nervous, you know, because the first dra- uh, dirt track race I ever did uh, was back in 2011 when it first opened, and uh, uh, there's there's a little bit of differences of of how to call that race. Uh, but uh, uh, they've been working hard on getting the track ready. Charlie's done a good job. Um, and he invited me to come out and uh, and be a part of the uh, uh, opening of the new season. So uh, I look a, look forward to that. Uh, but as far as you know, like Easter things to do, it looks like, looks like two of the other dirt tracks in uh, in the state are doing some Easter stuff. What's going on down at Vado?
2: So Vado, yeah, both are going to have kind of their version of an extravaganza going on. So. <laughs> The first one is, uh, Advato, the egg extravaganza with three G's. It's their Easter celebration, where the gates are gonna open at five and racing starting at seven thirty. They're gonna have the three, three oh five wing sprints, B mods, super trucks, legends, and the pure stocks are gonna be out there. You can watch that live on FYE, uh, FYE.com or you can watch live anywhere, uh, FYE.tv, I apologize, for a pay-per-view if you don't want to go down to Votto. But, man, the facilities out there, the way they do these races, they go all out on these crazy events. So you're going to have fun for the kids for Easter and then some great racing out there for everyone else. So go out there and celebrate Votto Speedway.
1: So Alien Speedway is doing uh, an Easter celebration as well.
2: Sure are, but theirs is the Easter egg extravaganza, where it's a little spaced out on there. It's not the egg extravaganza. Come on, guys. <laughs> so it's the USRA modified USRA stock cars. The USRA Hobby Stocks, Junior Cyclones, and the AMS Bombers. So they do have different racing going on. And both are super exciting. But everything with the USRA that goes out Alien, they kind of have it specialized out there. And just super amazing to watch. But the gates are going to open. The pit's going to open at 3. Gates open at 5.30 and racing at 7 o'clock. So Alien Motor Speedway, if that's a little more your way, go out and support a fun event for sure.
1: Well, Aztec Speedway had racing last night. They're going to have racing tonight. We're going to catch up a little bit later with uh, Spencer Hill is going to tell us all about what's going on out there. Uh, Uranium Capital got to ra- wait one more week uh, for their first test and tune. That's out in Grants. Uh, next weekend, Southwest Motorsports is going to go down to Arroyo Seco uh, for springtime in the desert. Uh, and, uh, more RDMX, uh, looks like, uh, they've got an Easter celebration going on this weekend, uh, today and tomorrow, but let's jump into some car shows, man.
2: Yeah, there's a fu- there's a full fun time of, car shows for sure a lot are going to be later on april but we have one that's kind of like an easter event that they have going on where it's actually at manzano high school so today april 16th it's going to go on from 11 a.m to 2 p.m so a nice condensed afternoon fun time where it's going to be the family day and car show so pretty much it's for the parent teacher and student organization where they're kind of doing, it's kind of their mix of like a fundraiser where it's tax-deductible donation. But go out there and support with food trucks, the Monarch family. There's going to be fun for all. Some amazing cars are up there kind of in, in the heights, people say. So up in the tramway area, a bunch of butts of them are going to be down at Monzano High School. So go out there, support local, and have some fun with car shows.
1: So next weekend, uh, it's a two-day event. Um, it's the 38th Annual Land of Enchantment uh, NMMSR, uh, or NNMSR, we're NMMSR, uh, uh, indoor-outdoor car show up at McGee Park, uh, in Farmington, uh, and then, of course, the big show, uh, here, the 20th annual Park in the Park at the Rio Rancho Event Center.
2: For sure, David. No, this event is going to have so much cool things. Of course, it used to be, it, it, it moved around, so this is the first time, the 20th annual, it is going to be at the Park in the Park at the Rio Rancho Event Center. So that's going to be at 2516 King Boulevard. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., so a great full day of events with free admission to the public, guys. So go out there and support some great great. Excitement, for sure, with food trucks, vendors. DJ Stevie Cruz is going to be out there providing some great music. We have a beer garden, fun jumps for the kids, and open to all vehicles that are 35 years and old. So you're going to see some of these classic, amazing rides out there. So go support local, Go to Rio Rancho, and let's see some great events going out at the Park in the Park 20th Annual. Yeah, and uh,
1: people talk about how far out the event center is. Now that you got Placeo del Vacan, I mean it's it's really quick to get out there off of 550. Uh we've gone out to several runners games. It's really not that far. I mean, uh you can get out there and we really need to support this event. I mean, the being being moving, you know, from different places. I I, I know it's difficult to get used to going to the same place, but heck, you know, with COVID, we didn't even get to do it, you know, over the last year. Or so, uh go out and support this uh and of course uh, support the Park in the Park, the 20th annual. is a big deal. But that
2: Sunday following is a spring cruise and schmooze. I love a good schmooze, Dave. Simple <laughs> as that. But it's going to be this awesome free event. It's at the Sonic Drive-In drive at, at uh, 5000 San Mateo Northeast, the north parking lot. So it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. where they get a free dash plaque for the first 100 vehicles that go there. It's going to be open to all old and new, classic, vintage, the muscle cars. If it has wheels, bring it. And I love shows like that, too. Of course, you can see so many of these classic cars out here in Mexico. But, hey, if you want to show off your car, if you put your work in it, and if you you know, have the experience of it, man, bring it out. Show your ride. Kick some tires and get acquainted with all these different people with amazing event at the Spring Cruise and Schmooze.
1: So one more I want you to mark your calendars for is April 30th. The uh, Intellitech College, this is their first annual car show and part SWAT meet uh, from 9 to 3 p.m. And We'll have more information on that, but I want you to mark your calendars for that. And, of course, coming up a little bit later in the show, uh, Frank Keen uh, with the RZRville uh, is going to be talking about a Take a Veteran off-roading event coming up next Saturday. So we're going to have all the information for you on that. Uh, a lot of local businesses supporting this. Uh, and want to make sure that this is a way to, uh, you know, thank the veterans uh, for all that they do here. But uh, we got a whole lot more coming up, including we're going to go out and catch up with Dominic Aragon um, and talk a little dirt racing. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio.
2: 101.7, the team.
1: Hey, Albuquerque, this is Brian
0: Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque
3: 1017.
0: The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by your performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And uh, I want to tell you all out there to keep your eyes out. New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine is back. That's right. It's, uh, it's available. Free magazines around town. Uh, of course, we started dropping some off uh, uh, early next week. Of course, we've got the park in the park on the back. Uh, Want to definitely uh, have people uh, be aware of that. But joining the show right now, and I'm showing the feature right now, is uh, Dominic Aragon. we got an article in the magazine about his podcast with David Starr. Probably the only guy that's busier than me in covering motorsports. Hey, how you doing this morning, Dom?
4: Good morning, Dave. Good to join you on the show this morning.
1: So, how, how you doing, man? I mean, you, you've got the the podcast going. You've you've got the website that you've had. Uh, you know, the experts dot com forever. You've got guys out in the field. I mean, how, how are you keeping track of uh, this new next gen car with all those other things going on? <laughs>
4: And I'll tell you what, I, I get told all the time, hey, you're you're a pretty busy guy, but, you know, I don't even like to think I'm, I'm just a busy guy. I just have to stay moving. I think you're the same way, Dave. We, we always have to have our hands in something. Our hands have got to be in some sort of pot doing something. And it's just one of those things with, with the website, working with with David on the podcast. We do that once a week, working with, with Jeff Bodine on some of his stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff that keeps me busy for sure, and I, I definitely like it. I always have to stay moving, man.
1: Yeah, got a surprise for you
5: whole story it's going to be in the book we're writing it's coming out soon dominic aragon's coming to see me tomorrow we're going to try to finish it up and uh it'll be interesting
1: so that uh, jeff bodine was on the dale jr download uh and broke the news and uh so we got dominic aragon right now how is that book coming man
4: Man, Dave, it's, it's going great. That, that was a great surprise, by the way. So <laughs> Jeff and I have been working on this thing off and on since about 2015, and we would touch it and just kind of put it away for a few months, touch it again, kind of put it away. And The start of the pandemic in 2020, we really kind of got rolling with it again. And then I, I, I would say the last six months, I've got to give credit to, to two people here, Bill Norris, former colleague of mine at Grants High School, and one of my best friends, Joseph Wolken. He's a published author two times over. And these two came in, and, and they helped kind of get the project, I think, where it needed to be. And, and Dave, you know I've been working on this for years. You were one of the first few people that I was working on this. But Jeff was on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s show about two weeks ago. And that was one of the most anticipated shows, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Bodine, Dale Earnhardt, the, the rivalry of the 1980s, peak NASCAR, mm-hmm. and the, the movie that kind of gave that little start to Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. So... Really cool to see him talk about that, and, and the plug was certainly unexpected. And I got to tell you, David, it's been so cool the last few weeks. Had so many people I haven't heard from or talked to in, in a long time. Some people years, telling me congratulations and and just kind of reach out and just to say they were happy. And it's been very humbling, David, to have a lot of people reach out about that. And and we've been promoting it as a tell-all book. Jeff is telling the the good, the beautiful, the bad, <laughs> and the ugly, and everything in between. <laughs> so. We've we've got a few high powered people to to give some good quotes for the book. We have Rick Hendrick, who has written the foreword for the book, so that was certainly a a big piece of approval from Mr. H. Yep. We Mark Martin, Ricky Rudd, they've all given some some samples and some pieces for the book, and and the late Bob Jenkins, the, the great NASCAR broadcaster who passed away last year, and gave us an interview for the book a while back. So there's going to be some great stuff in it, and. And I think race fans, like Jeff says, right, they want the rest of the story. We know what goes on on TV. We right. hear about all the stuff covering the sport on the day-to-day, but we want that behind-the-scenes look. And I think Jeff's doing a great job telling that with his story.
1: Well, absolutely. And and if you know Jeff, and I've been around Jeff, I mean, he tells it like it is. Uh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't mix any words. Uh, but there was so much discussion about the five coming back last year, winning the championship, uh, basically, Jeff Bodine's win at Martinsville, we had Martinsville last week, Mar- the Martinsville win, I mean, Rick Kendrick has been very open and honest about the fact that they were one race away from shutting the doors, um, and you look at the significance of what he's contributed. plus, of course, if you go back, and I invite you to go back on YouTube and watch that interview with Jeff Bodine uh, by Dale Earnhardt Jr., and he talks about that horrific crash that everybody <coughs> thought he- thought he was dead. Um, and talks about, you know, that, you know, he reached up and, and moved the mask and, and that's how people knew he was all right. I mean, because today that's what a lot of they do. They'll, they'll, you know, reach up and wave to the fans or whatever. I mean, that, you know, that comes, you know, straight out of, of this situation. And, of course, I've had Jeff on and we've talked about, you know, him getting into bobsledding uh, and all the different things that he's done. But he always goes back to his faith. And I know you have a strong faith as well. And it seems almost appropriate to have you on, on Easter weekend.
4: Well, I appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, it, it's been a very humbling journey. I, I even told Jeff when, when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, Police and I flew out there to Orlando where he lives. and Spent a few days kind of just really doing deep dives on this project. And as always, thank you for trusting me with this project. And you could have trusted anybody. I and mean, you know so many people in North Carolina. you raced a long time. You chose a young, hot, shock, cocky little kid out of Grants, <laughs> New to help tell your story. That's something I don't take lightly, and I really appreciate
1: it. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you kind of tell it like it is, too. There's a couple of times where we haven't agreed with each other. Um, but, <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, I mean, you, yeah. you stay true to everything. So. Thinking about that, uh, talking a little bit of truth, and, and we're going to talk to Spencer Hill a little later in the show about this as well, but uh, Kyle Larson kind of threw down, uh, you know, the, uh, he doesn't want to race at Bristol anymore um, until they take the windows out. Um, I mean, what, what is your thoughts on, on, you know, what NASCAR has done, one, going to a new car, two, the variety of tracks that they've had and and their ability to kind of listen and adapt uh, to what the uh, the drivers are saying?
4: One thing you know, Dave, when you and I talk racing on this show, we're quick to praise NASCAR. We're quick to to criticize if there's some stuff to talk about. And I think let's look at some of the both of that with this new car. We're eight races in. I think NASCAR did a lot of testing over the last two years to try to really perfect, or try to get this car as close as possible to perfection. And the racing has delivered over these first few races. I think, granted, not every race is going to be perfect, and I think we saw that with Martinsville. And, and, And a lot of the stuff I had seen fans talk about, maybe even some drivers, is that maybe they could have had more horsepower at the short tracks. And that's something I think NASCAR is probably going to take a look at moving forward because they had even said they were willing to listen to drivers' feedback. How can we make the racing better at the short tracks? But outside of that, to be honest, Dave, that, the racing we've seen this year with next-gen cars has been absolutely amazing. First-time winners. We've seen variety. And I, I think you probably have to go back, Dave, to the 1990s in the Cup Series where the last time we've seen this much competitiveness. And, and I remember Jeff Gordon saying in his book about 20 years ago, late 90s, early 2000s, he goes, you take a top team versus a top 20 team or top 30 team and then the NASCAR Busch Series, the community Series today, and there's a big difference. But you take a top team versus a top 30 team in the Cup Series at that time, he goes, not that much of a difference. And I feel like we're back at that at versatility we see in the Cup Series. I think the next-gen car has brought on so much comers and goers, and, and so many different drivers that have been able to run up front. We've seen Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, and Austin Sendrick pick up their first career wins. Ryan Blaney leading the points, Chase Elliott, Kyle Arson winning a race. We've seen a youth movement early on as well, but there's just so much. I think it's made the racing certainly a lot more exciting. I'm, I'm curious what you think on that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know me, I kind of you know, look at the numbers too, and I, when I look at that, um, you know, your top 16, are, are still kind of mostly the usual suspects. Um, you, you do have, you know, some guys that have, have jumped in, uh, but they were kind of working towards getting into the top 16 anyway. You do have a, you know, a couple of drivers, you know, on the bubble and a couple of drivers on the outside looking in, uh, that a victory can shake all this up. And then you'll have some people, um, out of the top 16. But if you look from, you know, like, say, 17, 18 back, um, it, it looks pretty much the same. As it always does. So now, granted, we're eight races in, right? And so we haven't had that. But when you see the guys that are consistent on points, you just said it. Um, uh, you have uh, Chase Elliott and you have Ryan Blaney that have dominated in some ways, but just haven't gotten to the finish line. I don't know what's going on with young Ryan Blaney, uh, even though I think he's the same <laughs> age you are. So that's kind of it's kind of funny. At some point, we got to move on from that. Uh, but you know, this guy, if 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 you know, if it wasn't for bad luck, he'd have no luck at all.
4: Oh, absolutely. And you brought up a great point a few minutes ago, and, and NASCAR racing this weekend on Easter. I, I think it's worth noting, too, this is going to only be the 12th time in NASCAR 74-year history that they're actually racing on the Easter holiday. You have to go all the way back to 1989, David Preston Wallace won at Richmond, and even that race wasn't even supposed to be run on Easter, because there was a rain delay with that race originally scheduled in February and February. I don't know the exact details, but I NASCAR had a hard time trying to reschedule, and I don't know if there was inclement weather for consecutive days, but it's been a long time since we've seen that happen, and even before that, if you go back all the way to 1970, because it, there were some Easter races run in the 50s and 60s, and some of your Easter winners include Richard Petty, Junior Johnson, Bobby Isaac, Rusty Wallace, but I'm curious who will add their men to that list tomorrow. I'm, I'm very intrigued that NASCAR chose to race on Easter, given that NASCAR is very family sport and, and center around faces we've talked about I'm, I'm kind of surprised we're racing on Easter
1: well, I guess that's what happens when you know you, you have thirty eight races and only one weekend off i mean that, that's that's, that's that's pretty grueling so um i I guess they could have fewer races, but yet then you then who's going to lose a race right then we then we're back to this this argument about which track gets it and all that kind of stuff so I mean it's kind of a no a, a no win situation. Um, uh, but, uh, the, you know, you always have the DVR, right? So you always can, you know, uh, spend time with your family and then watch it. Or you could just eat your, you know, have your Easter celebrations earlier in the day. Right. You know, and so yeah, I think, true. I think either way it can, um, it can work out. But, uh, but anyway, Hey man, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations. Uh, and, uh, just you know, hope that uh, continued success for you. Hey, appreciate
4: it, Dave, and yeah, look forward to seeing you real soon. Thank you, guys, everybody at ESPN Albuquerque. Y'all are awesome.
1: Awesome, thank you so much. That was uh, Dominic Aragon. You can ch- check him out at the dot com, and of course, a lot of other projects going on, including uh, the p- uh, podcast uh, "Let's Go Racing" with David Starr. But we got a whole lot more coming up, including a local event here, uh, Razorville, and Frank Keen's going to talk about a really cool event. Uh, celebrating veterans that's going on next weekend right here. Actually, Rio Rancho uh, uh, on the south end of southern, excuse me, the west end of southern, and uh, he'll have all the details for you on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio.
2: 1017, the team.
0: Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin driving the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico and Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. ESPN Radio 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And uh, one of our favorite guests to have in the studio uh, is Frank Keene. How are you doing this morning, Frank? Great. And you, sir? I'm doing good. So uh, out there at Razorville, you now got a live feed. Yes. Yeah, and we were
3: talking about how you could uh, you can even watch the coyotes come in and and, uh, and howl. Yeah, they actually we actually have some uh, feed out there for them, so it's interesting to watch them at night. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, let's talk about your event uh, next
1: Saturday. You guys get uh, rock and rolling at eight a.m. Uh, take a veteran
3: off-roading event. Uh, tell us all about it, man. Well, you know, we've done this in the past. and We've decided to set it up as an annual event in a, in a way to uh, uh, say a small thank you to all our veterans for all they've done for us. So uh, bring veterans out and introduce them to the off-roading, take them out in the desert, show them the meteorites and some of the other sites that are out there. Uh, we have many of the members coming, so we have lots of seats available. We also have support from the local off-road Jeep groups who are coming. So we have bigger vehicles for more severely disabled people. Uh, and we 'll even offer transportation if somebody needs a ride we 'll come pick them up and bring them out and just a small way of saying thank you to these guys well what
1: and I girls. love <laughs> what I love about your events and i didn 't mean to cut yeah, off no. the, the the ladies because they 're yeah. important too, uh, but uh, definitely want to know um, you know how how did this whole thing get started and how how long is the
3: trail and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, we have a few hundred miles of trails available wow. to us out there, literally. And uh, it got started in, in uh, uh, the fact that, I, you know, I've done these kind of rides with Polaris across the country, upwards of 300 over the last 14 years. Wow. And, um, and I saw that, uh, you know, it brought the community together. It raised a level of awareness. It gave you a time and a period to educate people in responsible use of the machines. And I thought, well, why not do one in my own backyard? Uh, so hence the development of Razorville, and, uh, and we do rides pretty much every Sunday. And, and uh, in an effort to give back, of course, we thought that uh, we should be able to show all of these beautiful sceneries and sites and educate uh, the use of the machines to veterans and, and other communities, uh, uh, such as first responders. We're going to be doing another event soon with the, to, uh, to say thanks to the first responders for all they do for us.
1: So talk about the explosion of basically this uh, UTV-ATV market, um, because uh, it. this is a perfect example of how to use it, because you got a, at least a second seat. Some of them are four-seaters. Oh,
3: exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, the explosion has been incredible. You know, the uh, the first one that I had back in 08 when they came out was 85 horsepower. They're now pushing up to 300 horsepower on the machines. So the evolution and the mechanics... And, and now they have GPS and Find My Friend technology built into them. Right. So that's really come a long way as well. But, uh, um, you know, with with any of those types of huge rapid gains, you know, there's a downside. And the downside is some of the younger people grabbing these machines and, and not uh, uh, operating them responsibly and right. tearing up some land and stuff. So also in that uh, a thing, we've just uh, joined the Tread Lightly Group as well. Razorville is now a, a club for the Tread Lightly group, and I'm an ambassador for Tread Lightly as well. To so once again to educate responsible use of the machines, um, and 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 raise the awareness that uh, you know the off-road community is uh, you know a good group of concerned citizens. What what is Tread Lightly? I, I I don't know. Tread Lightly is kind of like one of the other organizations, Blue Ribbon Coalition, which I belong to as well, and we support, they they um, Support and educate the uh, uh, proper use of these machines, and respecting of the environment, uh. Uh, private lands, uh, you know, grazing cattle, all of those types of things that uh, that uh, off road community needs to be aware of to to you know operate harmoniously with the rest of the world.
1: <laughs> well, and I I think you make a really good point there because there there always has been with with motorsports and uh different things you know i mean even you know i mean trail riding right with motorcycles and you know there's people out hiking and they want to get out away from it and you know here's uh a, you know a loud motorcycle that they they say right uh which of course i guess once we get to maybe electric off road vehicles maybe some of that uh sound noise would go away but uh but you know i mean being able to to coexist um on the property and, and understand you know what each party's looking for because they, they all deserve the right to, you know, use the land in the way that they wish to. But public land is for public people. So I, I, I think that that's fantastic. Uh, also talk a little bit about, I mean, kind of uh, the how the veterans have responded to this. I mean, do they they, they come out and they, they love and then actually then they go buy one and then become
3: a member of the group? I mean, well, that that's a, a chronology that happens quite often. But one of the other things that we see is, is that, you know, because uh, the membership we have is, is in tune to this type of thing, um, and some veterans may not be financially capable of buying one of these machines, they're welcome to come out any weekend, and and they'll meet other members who have uh, taken them on rides or whatever, and then uh, and then they come out and be part of the group without having to, to deal with the financial responsibility of it. Um, all of these rides are, are put on uh, at, at no charge, and... Uh, And basically, the idea is to get them out of their house and get them involved. And as you know, I'm uh, involved with uh, outlaw desert racing and suicide prevention and adrenaline therapy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and those are all really good causes. And and these types of events, um, I'll I'll tell you, David, there's not a dry eye at the end of some of these events (laughs) because uh, the uh, the people that come out and and experience it are just so thankful that somebody took the time to care about them. Right. And uh, and that's. uh, um, that's the best reward we could ever get
1: that's fantastic i, I look at your uh, list of sponsors uh awfully diverse yes. you know i mean there there are some you know of course that are that are industry uh that are that you know sell the vehicles but um but still rather diverse in um i mean you can 't do some of these events without them
3: no, no, exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, lunch is being put on by Joe's Pasta House. Yeah. And Rosedale Motorsports has been behind every one of these events that we've ever done. So, and there's a large diverse group and we'll have some vendors displaying there as well. Um, but once again, uh, you know, the focus is, you know, get out of their house and, and, and take their mind off of some of the issues they may have and come out and enjoy the desert and see things they've never seen before that exist in their own backyard. Absolutely. But of course, you've you've got stuff
1: going on every week. I mean, I'll see a post in the morning. uh, You got donuts and coffee and it's like, hey, come out, let's just go on a ride. So so this is not, you know, kind of a a one and done or, you know, a couple of times a year. But I mean, you guys eat and breathe this and and do
3: this every week. Talk a little bit about uh, Razorville. Well, Razorville is now uh expanded by another acre, so it's uh <laughs> <laughs> they keep slowly buying it yeah, right yeah. yeah. And uh, uh the uh motor Sports People in Santa Fe have purchased uh, two acres next to us, so we now have uh ex- you know a lot of ample parking, but awesome. um but it's a passion it really is and it's a great way for people to uh to meet new friends and get together and and the main goal of the thing is to teach you know, responsible use of the machines. First of all, you know, can you drive these things properly without getting hurt? That's number one. And number two is, you know, are you respecting the land so that we're so that we're raising the bar and raising the level of of the uh, off-road group, which sometimes gets black eyes from from younger people that just don't understand or they right. haven't been taught. And uh, so it's a it's an educational process uh, on a very friendly basis, if you will.
1: Well, that's fantastic,
3: and uh, I wish you the best of luck. How do people find out more about Razorville? Well, there's a Facebook page, which is uh, Razorville, of course, and then there's an RZR forum page, which I manage, which we're now up to over 100,000 members worldwide. And uh, so there's a lot of different ways to contact us. Uh, Everybody comes gets a business card with all of our links and pages so they can find us. But if they go to uh, Razorville, they can even Google us, and Razorville will come up on a Google search. And uh and they're more than welcome to come out and, and experience it and uh and see if they uh if they like getting a little dirt in their teeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey I was surprised. Uh you get on Southern and you head west and it just it just goes forever. Yes. And and I guess it, it, it winds up at Razorville.
3: Yes, it does. Yeah, it actually does. And uh we're a little off the Southern Boulevard on thirty ninth street and uh you can't miss us as uh 20 flags up and flying every weekend for the display, which you mentioned earlier that uh, we post up, and uh, and people are welcome to come out and enjoy. And, and uh, you know, there's also a safety factor, especially for new users, because, you know, if, they, if they're not aware of what tools to carry and whatever, um, I've rescued a lot of people out of that desert that were one-time users that didn't have any tools and simply had a flat tire or they may have blown a belt or whatever it may be. And so it's a lot safer for them to learn how to use these machines with a group.
1: Uh Um, Absolutely. You know, we had a
3: group out last weekend and somebody lost a trailing arm bolt and they said, Oh, we're going to have to tow it. I said, no, I have a bolt. Oh, wow. (laughs) You got some supplies right there. Yeah. No. Yeah. In, in my, in my razor is pretty well equipped with uh, bringing people back from, from learning over 14 years on on what may break. (laughs) That's fantastic. Hey, Frank, thank you uh, for coming on this morning. And
1: of course, Thank you for reaching out and letting us know uh, what's going on. So and we I, can be a part I just of it.
3: wanted to thank your team here as well for giving us some exposure on this and letting people know about what we're trying to do out there.
1: Absolutely. All right, buckle up. We're going to be talking some more dirt. That's right, on the other side. Uh, we're going to catch up with Spencer Hill, and we're going to talk to him uh, a little bit about what's going on at, out, out at Aztec Speedway. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7,
2: the team.
0: Hey Albuquerque, this is Bubba Wallace. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope for the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. And as I said, there was racing at Aztec uh, last night. Uh, We're going to go out and catch up with uh, Spencer Hill in just a second, but... Uh on the cover of the article for the uh feature article for the new New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine's not new, but we're back after two years, uh, is the the Twister, which is a tribute car to the uh uh Twister from Arizona. But uh sounds like we got him on now. Hey Spencer, how you doing, man?
5: I'm doing good, Dave. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm good, I'm good. I mean I'm so glad that uh we're much more involved with uh uh the Aztec raceway uh than and we, you know, over the last couple of years, seems like we kind of lost track with them a little bit. Uh, but uh, tell us how the racing was going uh, last night.
5: Yeah, Dave, it was a really good show last night. Of course, this is uh, now going to be the second of a two-day show here this evening over at Aztec Speedway up in the Four Corners region here in Aztec, New Mexico. And it was a good show last night, man. Uh, fast, fast track, um, not quite as many cars as we were hoping to have, but... Still a really good show with about 14 cars on track. I was able to take the heat race win over that twister with Caleb Seiss that you were just talking about uh, last night, and that put me on the outside of the front row uh, alongside my good buddy, Caleb Stelzig, who ended up taking the win last
1: night. Oh, that's fantastic. I was halfway wondering if he he was going to put a wing on that car and come out to Sandia um, tonight, but uh, glad he made it out there. Looked like they spent the uh, off-season – Uh, really wrenching on that car, but uh, um, glad that everything, hey, the most important part is the car's in one piece and ready to race the second night?
5: Everything's in one piece. We should be good to go. I did battle a little bit of a mechanical issue last night in the feature. Um, Haven't quite diagnosed what that issue was. Uh, It was was kind of a sketchy moment a few times there as we were really ripping the lip on the cushion there, but uh, all was good. Ended up second place no cautions flew during the feature event uh so green a checkered for 25 laps here at aztec speedway but uh tracks in fantastic shape and these fans are excited for another great show this afternoon
1: well and i remember last time uh you were on from aztec you talked about how the uh, facility uh, just really embraces uh embraces the fans and what a you know a positive experience it is i mean how how are they doing uh, dealing with the whole uh, uh easter holiday
5: Yeah, they're going to have a big Easter egg hunt later on uh, this afternoon for all the fans and the kids especially. Uh, They're going to have eggs hidden around the speedway, uh, up around the grandstand area. So if you happen to be heading up this way, it's only two and a half hours up to that Mm -hmm. speedway. Just a quick little jump from Alkirk, New Mexico. So easy to take the kiddos up if if you wanted to see some non-wing action. Of course, we also have the wing sprint cars uh, over in our backyard and I heard there's a special announcer over there this afternoon. Is
1: that right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give give my give it a go again. It's been 11 years, um, and uh, you know I really could use you by my side for some color commentary. But I'm super excited that uh, you're going to get an opportunity to race. Um, but we also have another announcement uh, we'd like to make now because, of course, we do a, a thing on uh, Facebook Live called the Couch Potato Car Show. And on Tuesday night, uh we had another fantastic field of cars uh but you're you're going to announce the winner. This is the first time we we're, we're going to make an announcement on it which 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 car won that?
5: I know I don't know if we have a drum roll queued up, but there, a, <laughs> that, there that, we go there that
1: sounded it. terrible
5: <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like it. We're, we're gonna have to get Dan on that but yeah uh, it, it was a great show that we had last Tuesday. If you haven't checked it out, please go on to www.facebook.com dot com slash car show. Uh, fun show. Of course, if you don't know what that show is, we go through 10 of the coolest cars in the entire world. We're worldwide with this show. Uh, it's totally for free. Anybody can watch on Facebook. You don't even have to have a Facebook account to watch it. Uh, but it's a great way to just get involved with the car community uh, virtually on a Tuesday night of all nights. So uh, just a little bit more, you know, action and, and a little bit more for everybody to kind of grasp and get a hold of if you're interested in the car world. But uh, like I said, 10 of the coolest cars in the entire world. And the way that the votes were counted were they were put on a photo album, also on the Couch Potato Car Show Facebook page, and we let the fans take over. We don't do any of the voting. Uh, there's nothing behind the scenes that we do. It's all done by the fans, and the fans have spoken. And your winner of the Couch Potato Car Show for April is... David Beamer Norris with his 1965 Willys Jeep, the beautiful green machine uh, that we talked about last. It was car number 10, very, very cool car, well-deserved, uh, and he had a lot of fans on Facebook, too, Dave.
1: Yeah, well, and that that's fantastic because that vehicle was so cool that it, it could have been a Super Nationals. So it was kind of fun to be able to have something of that caliber. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, all of the cars were great. Uh, we had nicknames in this show. We had, you know, different types of cards. I mean, it just, I, you know just and you know, of course, once again you had to like, you know, keep me from give, giving away all the answers to the giveaway stuff. Uh but but we gave away gave away prizes and stuff, had had a couple of repeat winners, first time winners. Uh but it's such an interactive show. Um it's 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 a lot of fun. But we uh we definitely appreciate uh you making that announcement. I just as a matter of fact, just sent a message to uh uh, to Beamer. Uh, it's got to be, you know, one of the best nicknames out there too. But, uh, um, let's let's get back to talking some racing uh, tonight. Uh, what, what, are you going to approach the setup different? I mean, that that's the thing about dirt track racing is it's always evolving.
5: Yeah, we tried a lot of different stuff. Of course, I have Jacob Johnson and Cody Dons on the wrenches with me this weekend along with some of the veterans like uh, Rob Big Shorts and Jim Hill who's been with me forever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's so hard, Dave, to nail in a good setup. The track is totally different than it was uh last year, even, down here. So it's kind of a guessing game, but I think that we have a good idea of what we need to do different tonight just to be that much better and uh get that big win later on this evening. I, I'm excited for it. I really am. This FDH Motorsports Grammys Kitchen, number 77, has been fast. Uh We didn't have the best of luck in the opener down at Botto, but... This is the best I've ever felt at Aztec Speedway, and I'm really excited to get on track here. It feels like forever, but it's only just a few hours away. I think cars on track later on at 6 p.m. But before I go, I did want to say huge thank you to a couple other sponsors that hopped on board again with me this year. Of course, Global Motorsports Report. A lot of cool things going on. We are live on that page right now on Facebook and. The big one for me, too, Clark's Pet Emporium, really huge that they came back and supported me this season. Of course, Clark's, for all your pet needs, that's the number one place to go. Uh, you know me, Dave. I, I got a couple frogs, a couple lizards, fish. <laughs> I'm quite the pet guy, so uh, that's a great partnership that we have with those folks.
1: Well, I think the last time we were there uh, for a photo shoot uh, for a commercial, uh, didn't you leave with some like crickets or something? I mean, you had a, you had a bag of something.
5: Yeah, gotta gotta feed all the frogs and the lizards, you know, gotta get my crickets and people look at me a little crazy. Uh, but that's alright. That's all right.
1: Well I want to get your opinion on a little bit of audio. Let's uh let's drop that Kyle Larson audio.
5: I mean I guess the way I look at it if we're not gonna take the windshield out then why are we racing on dirt? Like we should we just shouldn't race on dirt if we're not gonna take the windshield out and actually have a dirt race with moisture in the track and you know, being able to produce a real dirt race.
1: So, uh, we had, it was a little bit longer, we were a little short on time. I I wanted to get your opinion on that. I mean, should NASCAR be taking the windshields out of the the cars at uh, Bristol Dirt?
5: Absolutely. I mean, uh, Kyle Larson, how how do you not listen to Kyle Larson about dirt? I I mean, that's literally the god of dirt right now. But. (laughs) I 100% agree with him, but it's not just the windshield, Dave. You got to take all the windows out because if you take the windshield out, then you got a huge parachute. Right. That's gonna. I mean, that's not gonna help anything either. You got to take the front windshield out. You got to take the rear windshield out. All of the windows for it to be a true dirt race. But then these boys are gonna have to get elbows up. I'm, I'm not sure if they can handle that.
1: Oh, ho, 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 ho. You, you calling calling them out with that. Uh, you know, the other thing I started thinking about is, is, you know, especially with the limited amount of cars that they have, uh, that, uh, you know, they're going to have to spend a lot of time cleaning them out and I I don't know if they'd be ready for the next week, you know, almost need a second car. It's going to take a little while to clean it out or they're going to need to put, you know, shields in there or something, uh, to keep the dirt from getting everywhere, which now we're, we're totally describing, you know, a, uh, a late model or, you know, even a, a modified once we start talking about stuff like that.
5: And I think that's the answer, Dave. I'm not sure that we need a dirt race for NASCAR, especially if they don't feel comfortable taking the windshields out. I I would rather them spend that time, money, and effort and bring back something like Tony Stewart's prelude to the dream, personally. But uh, I I don't know. NASCAR's going to do what they do. I'm excited for the race tonight and tomorrow. I'm going to be watching somehow, even if it's in between my races. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan as much as I am a driver. So we'll just have to see, man.
1: All right, thank you so much, uh, and uh, good luck this evening. Uh, so, I mean, that's, a, that's another show. We take it all over the place. Uh, thank you, RJ Lees, uh, Dan Watkins behind the glasses, David Swope. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio.
2: 1017,
1: the team.
0: you for listening to the new mexico motorsports report presented by your wood performance albuquerque dragway the Unser racing museum and swope real estate here on espn radio 1017 the team join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community tune in next week where your host david Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene whether it's got two wheels or four wheels pavement and off road